0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Managing Editor of FightfulWrestling.com. If this is your first time checking out Fightful.com or FightfulWrestling.com, go ahead over to the website. We have wrestling, boxing, MMA news, and we specialize in the crossover. But we have full sites dedicated to each one. We also have a premium service, which uh, is in effect sponsoring this podcast, FightfulSelect.com. We have weekly shows that cover non-WWE stuff called The Weekender. We have a weekly show called The Fightful Report that I host with exclusive news, behind-the-scenes information, injury reports, contract updates. We have a weekly NXT UK podcast. We have a weekly NXT 205 Live podcast. Go over there. There might be something there that you like. Lots of exclusives there. But while you're on this video, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. We are on podcast platforms everywhere iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. You can download it on the site afterwards. And, of course, here on YouTube, spread the word. We are an independent wrestling website. Let's go ahead and talk about Impact Wrestling Homecoming. Now, they went back to Nashville in uh, the asylum. It was a hot weekend in that area for wrestling. NWA drew uh, reportedly 1100 paid in Clarksville last night for their pop-up show, which is a great number. This show was kicked off by the Ultimate X match, which was a callback to the old early days of TNA wrestling. Don Callis specified that the, the show was his, or the, the match idea was his. And we were competing for the vacant X Division championship that Brian Cage caused because he cashed in option C, which apparently you can do whenever you want now. Rich Swan would defeat Trey of the Rascals, uh, Jake Crist of OVE and Ethan Page to win the title. All four guys start out on the cables, take turns dropping down for Hurricanranas. Page gains an advantage uh, with the top rope body slam on Trey to the outside onto everyone. I really thought that uh, Ethan Page was the highlight of this match early on because he's one that maybe you don't necessarily think is going to fit into this match. You know, you would always see the the latter matches with Kane and Ethan Page is nowhere near Kane's size, but he is a big boy. He's 260. I did an interview with him recently or spoke to him recently and talked to him about how he has to change up his training and change up his style in order to compete with these smaller guys because it is a bit different, and he is way different than everyone else in that division. And the The whole gimmick of the X Division is that there are no weight limits. There are no limits, and this is a real good indication of that. If you're playing up the nostalgia factor in that regard, I think that he is a good addition to this match. Uh, Jake Chris looked like he raided Savio Vega's wardrobe from 1996. Well worth seeing. He also wheel kicks everybody. A few minutes later, he catches Swan and Trey with a double cutter off the top rope. Page then drops an elbow on him off the cables while he's hanging upside down. This Nashville crowd was cooking. They were really hot, really good to go. Uh, and it was it was a, a really good crowd for this show, or at least early on. Paige Yanks, Trey off the cables, catches him, hits a pendulum backbreaker. Trey's luck still sucks as Chris catches him with this amazing suicide uh, DDT to the floor. There was a particularly awkward crowd shot that went a while of a woman standing. <laughs> I didn't know what that was about, but hey. There's also a swan who had dived or dove to the outside and done a a bit of a twist with it he took everybody out and he took a while to climb up to the cables it seemed like they were waiting around forever now normally i wouldn't have a problem with that but considering there were no other real extended selling spots that was a little weird to me because they weren't selling much of anything else but that they sold forever we see a bit of a different tower doom spot but instead of it being one guy on three guys. It was three guys on one. You had Trey and I think uh, I think Rich Swan powerbombing Ethan Page off the the middle rope while Trey did a meteora to him. That was that was a nice spot. You all know I, I'm not a big Tower of Doom guy, but I liked it. I liked that. Trey does a hurricane rana to to uh, Swan off the top rope, but he lands on his feet. Uh, sorry, I skipped ahead a little bit there swan goes for a dive outside but got real kicked by chris and uh chris tombstoned him which was a great spot and back inside the ring trey is climbing the cables page spears him off really really cool looking it looked like page caught his feet on the top ropes there too but fortunately he was okay trey does the hurricane Rana on uh, swan off the top rope but swan lands on his feet runs at the other end grabs the the title so I I think they had to hang it back up at one point. They've always had that trouble with this title and or with this type of match. And that, that's a bummer. Uh there Aaron Nicholson says there was a point I saw a ladder. I believe that's what it was for. Larry Hammer says pay-per-view started out solid, then turned into a slow-building train wreck. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Altogether, uh, I thought that. This X-Division match was a good 6.75 out of 10. If you all follow my match ratings, they are up in the morning. You all can get a better feel for that. Dark Alley and Sue Young defeated Kiara Hogan and Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard should be main eventing a pay-per-view for Impact this year. Alley does not fit as this character. I didn't like the storyline all year. Jimmy Jacobs in our recent interview sort of admitted to it that it was him that came up with it. I don't like it. Allie is not good in this role. Her body language isn't there. Her facial expressions aren't there. She seems like she's trying real hard, man. I don't like it. While in the ring, Allie's got it. Sue Young, maybe not so much. They, their strengths are each other's weaknesses and vice versa. Sue Young has the body language. She has the, the facial expression. She has all of that down. Allie has it in the ring and, and not in that regard. So uh, Allie killed time forever outside. This was a really oddly worked match, and it picked up towards the end. Uh, Kiara got worked over and tagged out to Jordan Grace, but Allie got away. Kiara landed a dive, but Sue Young got intercepted by this awesome rockerplex on the floor. If You don't know what that is. Maybe you're too a little too young for that. Jordan Grace was suplexing Sue Young while Kiara ran off the apron, <clears throat> caught her with a body press. Hogan aids Jordan in this power slam powerbomb combo, but Grace gets red misted to the face. Allie applied the mandible claw and won the match on Hogan. This really picked up and got a lot better towards the end. I, I thought it was, it was good towards the end, but man, towards the beginning, it was a lot of Allie trying to to convey that body language and that emotion that I didn't think was there. Sue Young brings out a casket. Now, the story is that Allie said that she would never let someone, uh, another impact knockout, be taken away in a casket by Sue Young again. But Rosemary is in it, who has returned like two or three times over the last year. But she's back, and she didn't look too mobile. Looked like that knee was still bothering her, but that might have been her working the gimmick. She threw Sue Young into the bridesmaids, but she waited around forever. They really milked some of this too much. Too too much to the point of uh, believability uh, for me. Allie and Rosemary faced off. Allie ran away, freaked out. I don't want to see more of this, man. You don't have Jeremy Borash. You don't have Matt Hardy. It's not easy to do what you're doing. Lucha Underground, as Carlos said, is already Lucha Underground light. Stone Osborne <laughs> says he'll never be able to see Red Miss the same after SRS's tweet. So I got a lot of response to that. We posted the video of Priscilla Kelly in her match with Tuna where she put a tampon. I use that quote-unquote because it wasn't a used tampon. It was gimmick. It was very clearly gimmick. If you've ever seen one, you know it was gimmick. Come on, let's be adults here. And threw it in Tuna's mouth. I said that the ultimate reaction to that is Tuna immediately spitting red mist into Priscilla Kelly's face. How do you not do that? You got to run it back. Do it. Falls count anywhere. Eddie Edwards defeated Moose. I was probably least excited about this match than anything. Boy, did they get it rocking? I didn't like the build. It wasn't good. I haven't liked the acting between Eddie Edwards and Al and uh, Alicia, but man, if they didn't get the crowd into this, This became one of the highest rated things here and not for any in-ring stuff, but for how hot the crowd was, man. A couple of apron power bombs hit from Moose and Eddie kicks out. Suicide dive uh, hits for Eddie and he brings Moose into the crowd where they brawl for a little bit. Moose is just super over in Nashville, but he is also super hit with a slingshot body press from the balcony. They make it back into the ring and Edwards is busted open. After a big exchange, There is a guardrail that is bridged between some stairs and the apron, and Moose is sent over the top rope through that amazing spot. These two guys are tearing the house down. Eddie Edwards finds his kendo stick uh, named Kenny, but Alicia comes out and gets in his face. She doesn't want him to do it, so instead she takes it and she beats the hell out of Moose with it. Edwards gets the DDT for the win, This wasn't the in-ring spectacle that the opener was, but I gave it the same match rating because the crowd was insane. They worked really hard. They fought the kind of match that two people in a personal feud would work. It made sense. And you know what? Even if the buildup isn't great in my estimation, if the culmination makes sense and it's good and it's well worked and the crowd's behind it, then damn it, man, it worked, right? And these two guys made it work. Eddie Edwards and Moose are two of the only real exclusive acts that Impact has. There there ain't a whole lot more. There are some people that Impact has that other people just aren't using. But these guys, along with LAX, are a couple of their their acts that really only they have access to. MLW doesn't really. uh, NWA doesn't really. Ring of Honor doesn't really. So I, I thought this was just spectacular on their part. Sammy Callahan with Dave Chris defeated Willie Mack. Crowd plays along with Callahan's OVE chance by saying sucks afterwards. I loved Don Callis playing off Callahan getting fined. He said that anytime he gets fined, Callahan just takes it out of Dave and Jake Christ's paychecks. That's so in character and it fits so well. Mack comes out strong with a Tope on Hilo, but that dastardly Callahan works him over with filthy tactics. Mack is able to mount a comeback with a pump kick, a standing moonsault, cannonball centon, and sky high. A uh, stunner almost wins it for Mack, but Callahan gets his toe on the top rope. Dave Chris sets up a distraction, which allows for a super Death Valley driver, but Mack kicks out at one. I love a good kick out at one. I think it works uh, at the right time. He does the same after a big clothesline, but Callahan pins him after a pile driver. Uh, Mac loses again, and, and here's my issue. So I talked to Jimmy Jacobs about this, and he said, we have the benefit. Once those six weeks are written, they're written. Well, it's obvious that before the last pay-per-view, Impact had the next six weeks of TV written. And... I don't think that they are. They anticipated Willie Mack to be as over as he is. That being said, he's still lost here. Callahan's got to get a good win because he's got to be one of your big top guys. But Willie Mack should be at the top of your card right now. And maybe Sammy Callahan should too. Maybe this should have been the world title match based on what we saw tonight. But I don't think they expected Willie Mack to be as over as he is. And this was announced at the last minute, uh, just days before the show. So I don't know that they expected it to, to work out that way. But they got something special in Willie Mack. I don't know what kind of commitment they have out of Willie Mack with him being an NWA national champion, but I guess we'll see how that works out. <clears throat> Monster's Ball, Eli Drake defeated Abyss. Backstage they had Eli Drake and McKenzie talking into a microphone that clearly doesn't work. Uh, and. That that's weird to me. I mean, you have a you have a, a sound area where the mic was working. I don't know why they they decided to, to run that one where it didn't. Oh well. I think they also thought that Abyss would get a better ovation here because of the history there. He didn't. I thought he would too, which was kind of disheartening to see. But they got the crowd into it. Eli Drake attacks from behind with a staple gun, and then as he tries a sunset flip in a monster's ball match, he gets his chest. Uh, staple gunned as well. Drake ends up running a crate into abyss, and he, when (laughs) Eli took this bump over the crate, he looked like he got hit by a car in GTA 5. That was uh, (laughs) phenomenal. Actually, probably GTA 4 or 3. I think the physics are a little bit better now. But that was very funny. That's worth seeing. It was uh, one of my favorite parts of this pay-per-view because it gave me a good laugh. There are some trash cans uh, spots in the ring that where Eli Drake hits Abyss and outside the ring next to the ramp, there are two tables set up one immediately next to the ramp or next to the ring apron and one right behind it. Abyss is sitting on the second rope, half in half out of the ring and Eli runs at him and Abyss grabs Eli Drake and does a belly to belly suplex. Eli sails all the way over. Table number one goes to table number two. An insane spot. Unbelievable to see. Really good stuff. Uh, just one of, one of the great abyss signature spots is that belly-to-belly suplex. We saw him do it to Sabu uh, 14 years ago. Just real, real good. Impact Wrestling. is They put on some pretty good hardcore wrestling pay-per-views these days, to be honest. I think that's where they where they kind of thrive. Eli accidentally throws thumbtacks in the eyes of the ref, and somebody at ringside is trying to give the ref water. I guess who needs LASIK when you got water? I don't know, but the ref misses the black hole slam in the pin. By the way, future edition of Making a Finisher, I talked to Abyss about the black hole slam. That is already up on uh, FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today. Eli Drake gets choke slammed onto the tacks. I'm always shocked to see who takes those and always shocked to see they're still not gimmicked. Eli doesn't get pinned, though. Uh, There's this spot where Eli goes to zip-tie Abyss' hands, and Abyss is like this, like just throwing his hands up there and clearly talking to him. He got zip-tied briefly, and they break. Then we see like 20 chair shots, and Abyss kicks out, but then Eli breaks an oar over Abyss' head and wins. All right, sure. Impact Tag Team Titles, LAX defeated Lucha Bros. Uh, Somebody in our chat says, interesting rumors about Penta and Phoenix. I read somewhere that AEW have offered them contracts. Well, uh, I read somewhere, and by somewhere I mean the owner of MLW, that MLW has them under contract for the next year. So there you go. If you like dives, this LAX Lucha Brothers match is the match for you. There are lots. Lucha Brothers look like they're gonna win this right out of the gate, but LAX are just that great Impact exclusive act that I mentioned, and they protect it. They they didn't want these guys working Evolve for that very reason. They didn't want to risk putting their guys in danger because they're big. They're they're a big act for Impact. If you wonder how much of an act they are for Impact. This week, LAX passed America's Most Wanted for longest tag team title reign in TNA, Global Force, Impact Wrestling history. So that's a big one for them. Congratulations to them. My favorite spot of this match, you have Santana Ortiz sitting at the base of the ramp at ringside. Pentagon has his back to them towards the ring. Phoenix runs... And goes for a suicide dive. Pentagon catches and belly to belly suplexes him as he's suicide diving into Ortiz and Santana. That is one of the all time coolest spots. I have been critical of Pentagon. He threw about five super kicks in this match, but I have often said that he throws super kicks kind of when he gets lost in the ring or does it as a default and it's the leg slapper and all that. But man, when the, I don't know there was a whole lot of getting lost in the early stages of this match. This match probably would have hit 7.5, 7.75, maybe even eight out of ten for me, but they blew a big spot. Uh we'll get there though. Santana does this insane alley oop on Phoenix, which is the backwards falling power bomb. Ortiz does a frog splash. While Ortiz is pinning Phoenix, Pentagon runs up runs up Ortiz's back, jumps off of Ortiz's back, then catches Santana in midair with a Canadian Destroyer. An unbelievable spot. I've never seen that before. Uh, I don't know if he's done that before, but if he has, I've not seen it. It was amazing. These insane series of spots culminate with Ortiz getting spiked on a fear factor, but Santana is late breaking up the pin. Ooh, was that a... That was a killer man. That was a rough one. <clears throat> Phoenix sure isn't late stomping through on a powerbomb bomb bu- blockbuster pin though. He broke that one up right quick. Phoenix ends up getting pinned after a rolling cutter, a code breaker, a super kick and a double brainbuster. That was insanity. It was a spot fest, but damn was it a good spot fest. Enough for it to make make it my favorite match of the night. And early on I was thinking, man, this is just going to be a bunch of dives and it's, it's not going to be good for me. But at some point, when they do so many dives, that becomes the story that they're trying to one-up one another. It was just really good. These guys work really well together. I don't know anybody that LAX don't work well together with. Honestly, outstanding match. John Baez in the chat. Shout-out to him for uh, <laughs> him sending me some glass bottles of Pepsi. John... I have a story for you very soon about that. A local vendor heard about that, and now he's going to try to stock it locally because he's afraid of New York getting all the business. A little inside baseball for you guys right there. Up next, we had the Impact Knockouts Championship. Special guest referee Gail Kim. Taya defeated Tessa Blanchard to win the championship. <clears throat> this was too much smoke and mirrors for me, man. I thought these two women, after the fantastic chemistry that they had with one another, should have headlined this pay-per-view. If I'm Impact Wrestling and I have Taya, Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace, um, even Allie, Sue Young, Rosemary, and Kiera, I am building around that. I'm building around those women. This was Smoke and Mirrors. Taya takes over early, but she got sent into the guardrail hard. There were guys that were there to support Johnny Impact from his Survivor show, and they were painted up for Taya as well, which was a good touch. Tessa crushed Taya's head with a huge dropkick into the guardrail. She also applied a really nasty like basic arm bar, just arm behind the back. I loved it. Taya, uh, Tessa in the ring, within those ropes, those four posts, she is amazing. One of the best in the world from a, from an American, uh, one of the best in America from a women's perspective, I would say. Taya gets a nice German suplex and a double foot stomp, but misses a moonsault. Tessa accidentally cracks Gail with a forearm and has uh, Taya pinned with a buzzsaw. However, when the count doesn't happen, Tessa goes out to grab the title belt to hit Taya, to, to hit Taya with it. And Gail tries to pull that away from her. As Gale pulls it, it hits Taya in the face, but Taya kicks out. So Tessa's pissed off. She's livid, which is Gale, who pushes her back into a two count. Tessa still is able to get a rope hung Magnum, which is a code breaker. Tessa is livid about Gale, goes after her. Gale does eat defeat. And then Taya eats road or Tessa eats road to Valhalla from Taya, and Taya wins. For as good as their match was at Bound for Glory, this one was I, just ah so much smoke and mirrors. And I feel real good for Taya; she has gotten so good lately, and she has found a partner in which she has amazing chemistry with in Tessa Blanchard. So I'm happy for Taya, and Taya couldn't be a sweeter sweeter woman. Had the pleasure of talking to her and Johnny. I mean, Johnny Impact's one of the nicest dudes, not in wrestling, in the world. Incredibly happy for her, but I don't know why Impact thought after the last match that these two needed the smoke and mirrors. All due respect to Gail Kim, too, man. I've got a wealth of respect for that woman, and especially how outspoken she is about things. She is a must-follow on Twitter for how outspoken she is about things. But man, this one fell flat. Your, your co-main and your main event shouldn't be your two worst matches on the show, and I thought they were because of the smoke and mirrors. Nothing that Tessa and Taya did in the ring was bad from a technical perspective. They were outstanding as always. Gail did what she was supposed to do. Whoever booked this, mm, didn't necessarily like this. Gail wrestling, then maybe I'm okay with it. If not, it was kind of self-serving, and I didn't like it. You've got a lot of talent in that women's division. I'm talking especially, if you can hang on to Tessa, Jordan, Taya, and Kiera, those are your four pillars right there. Those are the four who you know in, the, in that ring can put together a main event level match in 2019 that could headline a pay-per-view. That should be their four horsewomen. That should be the four girls that they they build around, and why should they do that? Because there isn't, even though Becky Lynch is the hottest thing around right now, WWE isn't still still isn't right at this second necessarily going full bore. Yeah, we're having these women main event the biggest shows. I really think they're they're there. I mean, I think by the time WrestleMania rolls around, you will. I think the women are res- headlining WrestleMania, but I think if Impact could have got the jump here. That would have been really good because they had women that could do it, but they did them a real disservice with this. Speaking of doing a disservice, what was this main event? Impact Wrestling Championship. Johnny Impact defeated Brian Cage to win the title. What was this? I liked Cage's Terminator-inspired entrance. His strikes were slow. His backbreaker was hefty. Not many people throw a backbreaker that looks much better than uh, Brian Cage does. This match just didn't click. They weren't on the same page. They would do spots where they would hop up on the second top rope. They would slip. Cage looked like he was... Well, Cage always looks like he's breathing heavy th- five minutes in. And then what happens? He gets 20 minutes in and he's going full bore and he's not having any problems. So I don't know what kind of wind he has or gets, but man, he he, he does with it well. Eventually, they take the the match to the outside after Tornado DDT. There was an exhilarating spot where Johnny Impact is on the top rope and does a somersault knee to the face of Cage. Got a TNA chant, which warmed my heart to hear. I was a just a TNA fan. From 2005 to about 2009, I looked at TNA wrestling as the, the top show. I looked at it as the best wrestling show on American TV. That's how I viewed it. That's how I saw it. Every Thursday, my ass was parked in front of the TV. I was watching TNA wrestling on Spike TV. As a fan and somebody who who yearned to be an analyst and yearned to learn more and yearned to be a journalist, I looked at that and I said, man, that's the best. WDB could not compete at that point, and I don't think it was even close. So to hear that crowd chant TNA as a sign of respect for that spot it, it made me really happy. It was uh, very cool. What wasn't cool was the rest of this match, man. They just didn't have it. It was, for whatever reason, these two just didn't work that great together. It Cage was lucky to not be hurt on that spot. This was move after move without much of a story. And the in-ring wasn't that hot despite the cool moves. Buckle Bomb connects for Page, but Impacts get out, get, gets out of Weapon X. When Impact does that running knee, it doesn't look very impactful. Cage's Disket Lariat did, but it didn't win the match. Starship Pain gets kicked out of, and these two guys had some of the most nonchalant, lackadaisical pins I've ever seen. I would rather them not kick out of a deep pin on time than kick out way early out of a nonchalant pin. Oh, Man. Series of power bombs land for Cage, but Impact kicks out. This is the most put-together the match had been at this point. A weapon X hits on Impact, and this is where it really falls off the rails. Impact is too far away from the ropes to get his foot on them, but the ref breaks it anyway. And commentary says, Oh, maybe the ref called a little early there. Okay. So they're outside the ring, and Johnny's survivor buddies are there, and distract cage and the ref long enough for impact to not get pinned inside the ring. After this, after you've had the, the, the rough worked match, the cage, almost getting hit in the face, almost getting hurt. You had the missed pinfall. You've had nonchalant pins. You've had smoke and mirrors with Johnny's buddies outside. You get a blown spot that ends the match commentary, the ref, the wrestlers, the fans, nobody is on the same page here. Nobody. It was just so. Man, how do I put it? If you can, if you can find this finish like in GIF form, take a look. It's it's hard for me to really explain, but. The audio has to be there to do it justice. I watched on fight and I had a good time watching this show. I don't, I don't regret ordering this show. Oh man, I'll go ahead and take some of your your all's questions on this. But uh, as we wrapped up, I'm just sitting here wondering why our Impact main event pay per view match is so overbooked, from the Del Rio shit to the Austin Aries shit to. All this, this was brutal, man. Cage gets up and grabs the title, throws it down, and leaves. Taya celebrates with Impact, and um, <sighs> Killer Cross attacks Impact, then power bombs Taya over the rail into security. Why is he not booked on this pay per view? He should have gotten a big win on this show and then challenged. You know, you heat somebody up, you win, and then you have them do this. And Killer Cross is ready for that. He's good in the ring, he's good on the mic, he's got a good character. Man, people ask me if Tess is going to WWE or AEW. She ain't going to WWE anytime soon. That ain't happening. I think she signed for a while. You see them getting another good TV deal. No, I do not see them getting another good TV deal. In fact, they announced tonight that they would be streaming on Twitch every week, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern. It makes sense. Why wouldn't they? Uh, if uh, Pursuit is owned by Anthem, then there's no real reason for them to not run on Twitch as well. I like that idea. They, I thought they should have done that anyway, but it, I, I was surprised they didn't just do Twitch. But if they can get on Pursuit and Twitch, there's nothing wrong with that. SRS, will you be able to watch Impact on their new network? I mean, you can watch it on Twitch for free. You don't need to. I don't know why they wouldn't run it on the Global Wrestling Network, but they should. Yeah, this was this was a rough show, guys, or, or the rough, rough close of the show. Overall, LAX Lucha Brothers stole the show. They run a real good ECW-style show. Now, when I say that, I don't mean they need to bring back Tommy Dreamer and Raven and all that stuff that they do. But when you got the Ultimate X match, that delivered. You've got Falls Count Anywhere that delivered. Callahan and Mac, two ECW style personalities right there. Monsters Ball was fine. LAX Lucha Brothers, man, if that ain't reminding you of FBI, Tajiri, and Super Crazy, come on. In 2019 standards. Oh, by the way, they also have a good women's division. That's what I would focus on. Oh, man. Somebody says, is that a movie poster you starred in behind you? That is a Pineapple Express mock poster that I had made for my wedding. (laughs) We had our wedding at an opera house. It was an opera house that premiered the movie Leatherheads with George Clooney. Uh, Like He and Renee Zellweger were there, so they had movie posters up everywhere, and we had our own made. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. Visit Fightful.com. We got tons of news there for you. Bring you a different kind of wrestling website, not hitting you with those two-line stories. We give you fight-size updates twice a day. Check it out, my friends. Hope you all enjoyed this show. I want to thank Fight TV for giving me a couple of uh, viewing passes to hand out. We ran a contest where you all retweeted, you followed Fight TV and Fight Fall Online. You all were able to uh, enter to win a couple of free viewing codes. I know you know hard times hit after Christmas sometimes, so that helped out a couple of people. And I want to really, really thank them for doing that. Also, I want to thank Kristen Ashley of Diva Dirt. Uh, We do a lot of cross-promotion with Diva Dirt. Uh, I like them a whole lot. And she does a little bit of writing for us. And she's going to be doing a podcast with us as well. And uh, as a part of a contest, she gave away two Fightful Select uh, subscriptions. So big thank you to her. Thank you to everybody who got us to 100. Don't sleep on FightfulSelect.com. I know there are a lot of uh, Patreons out there. But we're giving you a lot of exclusive news too. I'm posting a lot of stuff there before it goes up on select from columns to news bits. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't necessarily fit into an article that I post up there. So go up there, check it out. SupportFightful.com. We're out.